And welcome back to the Learning Man Podcast. My name is Omar Cantu. I am your host on this journey. And uh, during the pandemic, I actually started this project uh, that kind of um, evolved into uh, the podcast. About halfway through the process of actually uh, shooting the documentary, shooting these interviews, I realized that some of these stories just need to exist on their own just the audio and that some of these stories would be so much stronger if you just heard them and let your imagination do the rest of the work over the next few episodes i wanted to share the audio from several of those interviews with you you know the one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is um for the bulk of my life i've struggled with depression and anxiety but I always felt like I never really talk about it, right? Like, I never felt like I could actually come out and, for one, diagnose these issues, and for two, confront these issues, especially with depression. For the majority of my life, I really just couldn't even put a finger on it. I just knew that something was off, that sometimes I just felt really sad. For no real reason, really. And I couldn't even acknowledge it. And it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that I could even really feel that I could talk about it. And it wasn't until probably around three years ago that I actually got diagnosed with depression and um, started seeking help and talking to a therapist. And if I'm to be completely honest, getting medicated. And this has been a huge help for me. Medication for me is kind of like a governor. It doesn't allow me to get below a certain point. It just helps just enough so I don't sink down into the deep dark hole that is depression. On the next episode, we're going to be speaking to Brandon Torres. He's a local Austin, Texas artist, and um, he's fantastic in every sense of the word. Everything from sculpting to painting to videography, photography, I mean, just everything. This guy is incredible. This is Brandon Torres, and this is his story. Also, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety, just know that you're not alone in this. Millions of other people, just like you, are going through the exact same situations, and just know that If you are struggling, there's always someone out there that you can confide in, and it also really does help to talk to a therapist. I think we as men just need to do a better job at talking about these things and getting them out in the open. But the first step is just acknowledging it and getting help. This is the learning man. Rolling and action. My name is Brandon Torres and I am depressed. Cut. Rolling, action.
This is the story of my lifelong struggle with depression. And yeah, there's some sadness. There's some self-hate. There's some, there's some hate for everyone around me. There's a lot of pain. And since I was young, since I was in kindergarten, I remember always feeling different, always feeling less than anything. I've never had a sense of self-esteem. I've always felt like, I don't know, like it's a matter of I just could crawl into a hole and stay there forever. And that was the beginning of a long journey of depression that manifested itself into anger. Because yes, there's a lot to be sad about, but even more so that sadness caused me to hate and hate everything around me. Myself, um, that led to a lot of cutting, that led to alcoholism, that led to drug use. It led to violent behavior, lashing out at people. And my life became a product of just constantly wanting to burn everything around me that remotely posed a threat. I mean, obviously we go around in this world and there's a lot of people that aren't gonna like you. And there's a lot of people that are gonna be against you and that's just nature. That's how things work. But I wanted to attack everything that could possibly come after me before it came after me. Because I felt like everything would come after me. And on top of that, I was an artist. I've been an artist my whole life. And so I'm tragically an artist. The idea that I, uh, you know, I'm depressed and I know I don't like my work and uh, I think I even had a teacher tell me that I'm pretty much tragically an artist and I'm a Van Gogh of sorts. I, I painted, sculpted, drew and everything I did, I did out of fury and anger and just came vomiting out onto the page or paper or canvas or whatever or clay and no matter what I created, no matter what I did, no matter what work I put out, nothing was good. Everything was shit. Yeah, everything was horrible. Everything. And I never saw any value in anything I did. I just kept going because I needed to. I needed to speak. It was a communication that I needed to express. And yet, I hated every bit of it that came out of me. It's like every breath that comes out of your body, you loathe. And what's crazy about this is I've never really shared all of this with people. I have always put on a face of being happy, <laughs> you know, showing off these big cheeks and these kind of semi dimples and laughing. I laugh a lot. I joke around a lot. A lot of people think I like to be the center of attention. I don't. I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's like 
It's like doing a drug. You do it just to keep yourself alive, to keep the blood pumping in that moment. But the second you shut away from everyone, the first thing you want to do is jab a knife into your eyeball. Most of the times into my wrists, into my arms, I cut a lot. I was a cutter. Part of it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of, oh, I'm sad, I, I deserve to die. Part of it was, I deserve to feel pain. It was almost an addiction to pain, an addiction to deserving to be punished. Almost like, almost like flogging oneself for some pious concept. This idea that some God on high thinks you should be punished, but the God on high is in your head and it's you, and you think you should be punished. And so I did everything in my power to punish myself, which ended up leading to self-sabotage and ended up leading to me not taking the talents that I have and not doing anything with them. I've got a body of work that I could have had since as far back into my childhood, and I've given every way, every piece of work I've done, every casting, every bronze casting I did, every aluminum casting I did, every painting I did, every wire sculpture, every welding piece that I did. I've got work that could that could, you know, fill up several rooms in any house. But it's scattered all over the world because I've given it away because I just couldn't stand to look at it. It's like having children and hating every child you've ever had, yet you keep having them compulsively. It's painful. It's weird. And something in me needed to change. Something needed to be fixed because I grew like a broken bone that grew deformed. And I needed to be broken again and reset. And that's where I am now. My journey through therapy, through things like TMS, through um, even, even venturing into things like drug therapy, um, my next plans are ayahuasca and things like that. I'm doing everything to break myself. I am, as I liken it to my love for comics, I'm like the Hulk. No, I'm Bruce Banner. Trying to get rid of the Hulk. Trying to find every possibility and also trying to keep away from every person that I really would like to get to know. But telling them I'm too dangerous, I will do as I've done my whole life, have circle of friends for a small amount of time and then destroy that circle of friends and then have to go and move on and have another circle of friends until I destroy that one. And along the way, I've left a trail of destruction and my artwork. And to be honest, all I want to do is get rid of this monster in me. All I really want is to be left alone, but I don't want to be left alone. I'm conflicted. Everything in me is conflicted. 
it makes no sense. It's this ridiculous struggle. And often enough, I worry that one of these days I'm just gonna not care. That something is gonna happen. Now the people that are close to me, like my wife, my, my kids, I would never hurt them for anything, but I've always had this fear, my wife has this fear that one day, let's say she dies. And it's because, let's say, healthcare situation and we can't take care of it or we can't pay for the cost or whatever. I'm saying this because my wife does have some health issues. She's always worried, just as if you die, if I die before you, you're going to kill the world. I will become World Breaker Hulk. And I will be the last thing left standing. It's not the strength of a person that gets them, that makes them fight. It's not the idea that a person, you know, is stronger, that can beat other people. It's the will. And unfortunately, the depression in me has manifested in the will to just eradicate every single human being in front of me. I don't want to be that. I actually feel like I just want to be the calm, fun-loving artist. I want to enjoy my work. I want to enjoy who I am. I want to see what my wife sees in me. I see in her something amazing and she understands and, and we have, you know, everybody has these mutual concepts as to why they deserve to be with someone and why maybe they deserve some accolades and they understand, hey, they can pat themselves on the back for something. But no matter what I've created and what I've put out in the world, I can't, I, I, I don't know what it's like to have joy for oneself or pride in oneself. And that, that's where depression is. That's depression for me. It's not, I'm sad, woe is me. It's complicated, it's far different. So when you look at me and you come to me and you ask, how are you doing today? Don't be surprised if I don't just take the stupid pleasantries that other people do and say, oh, I'm okay, I'm good, how about you? Because if you're gonna ask, I'm gonna tell you. Because the truth is, we as human beings tend to ask these stupid questions of each other, but none of us really care how each other is. And there are millions going through exactly what I'm going through right now, or my whole life I've been going through, and they're not okay. And yeah, they don't tell you because no one really wants the answer to that question. What most people want is to say hello, have their pleasantries, and move on. And just, unfortunately, I'm tired of being pleasant. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself? If I could go back in time and talk to me back then. Actually, 
kind of can. Not really, but I have kids. And the biggest reason I'm trying to make the change right now is somewhat kind of like asking the question if you could go back in time and tell yourself what you need to hear to make those changes then and not now, not years down the road. Yesterday, my son, he had an accident. He fell down the stairs, very simple thing. Nothing to really be upset about, nothing to really be emotional about, but he said to me, he goes, Dad, I'm just sad sometimes. And I'm just angry. And it was like looking into a time machine mirror. He looks and acts and is literally just like me. And all I want to do is tell him, these are the things I'm learning. And I'm still in the middle of learning. I'm sorry. <clears throat> these are the things I'm learning. And I'm still in the middle of learning these things. So what I want to tell him is what I'm doing right now. But I, I, I'm not even fully developed. I'm not even fully there. So for the most part, I'm not exactly sure what I would tell him, but I am sure that he won't go down my path because I'm here. If I could go back and see me at that age, at junior high or maybe right at the end of elementary, I would be me for me. I didn't have that. I didn't have a father. I don't even know if, I mean, I had a stepfather, but my mother and stepfather never talked about this to me. I don't even think they understood that I was going through this. And I don't even think that, you know, my stepdad was just coming into my life at that, po at that moment. But I wouldn't leave. If I went back in the past, I would raise me. Because it isn't just a matter of what you say in one minute. It's a matter of how you say things over the years. And every time something bad happened, every time something hurt my pride, I look at it and I look at my son and I go, every time my son is hurt, physically or emotionally. I want to look at him and go, but there is still good in the world. No matter what, no matter how bad things get, no matter if it's a nuclear bomb that goes off and destroys everyone, and you may be one of the last few left, you will still find good in the world. There will still be someone who helps someone up because they fell. And happiness doesn't come to you. Happiness is something you find. Happiness is something that's out there. Happiness is work. There's no such thing in just being happy. And it's not constant. You will be sad. You will be angry. And that is okay. Being angry is okay and it can be powerful and it can fuel you. 
how you respond to that anger, that's the difference. Does that anger make you say, okay, I'm not gonna let that happen again. I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be faster, stronger, smarter. Or do you turn around and say, I hate the world because something isn't fair, isn't right. And then you hold on to it. No, you have to learn to take the hardest things and the worst things that happen to you. And you have to find some reason to make it better. And a lot of things have happened to me in my life. And I'm happy that I could say a lot of those things haven't happened to my son, but I do see this depression in him. But he has something that I never had, and that's me. And maybe the whole point of me going through all this horrible shit, excuse my language, and maybe the point of me going through all of this horrible stuff is that I'm really here to help him learn to not live with this. And that, that's my one North Star. That's my one thing I have, I have to follow to keep me going. And that's why I'm changing. And that's why I'm making things better. And thank you so much for listening to the Learning Man podcast. My name is Omar Cantu. I could not thank you enough for joining me on this journey. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like some more of that content, we're going to be dropping new episodes every Friday. So make sure and hit that follow button wherever you listen to your podcast and write us a review because it really does help the channel. Share what topic you want to tackle next or maybe the name of a guest that you want to hear from. Thank you again for joining in this journey. It means so much to me.